Welcome to This Joyful Life. My name is Maya Starin, joy expert and spiritual advisor. On This Joyful Life podcast, you will hear stories of people living in their joy, reclaiming their joy, while doing meaningful work in their communities. In today's episode, Tanya Gonzalez shares her experience moving from the United States to Mexico to live the life of her dreams and reconnect with her ancestors as an Afro-Latinx woman. Hi, Maya. Welcome, and thank you for having me from Mexico. I'm so excited to have you. So you do lots of beautiful things. Uh, Will you tell us a little bit more about what is tarot life coaching um, and kind of how you got into that? Sure, yeah. So tarot has been a love of mine since I think I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. And I just saw them as these like old rusty kind of relic cards that were full of ancient wisdom. And that led me down this pathway of connecting to the goddesses and crystals and all of that. And so I've just always been in love with tarot, but I never understood the real reason behind it because of course I still just read what was available to me as a young you know, teenager experiencing tarot for the first time. And it wasn't until I put it away and came back to it as an adult. And after my years of spiritual practice and um, becoming a spiritual counselor that I said, oh, now I understand this divine path because it's connected to Kabbalah and the key of life and all these different other things. And so tarot coaching is really and it's so interesting now there's tarot coaching everywhere but when I started in 2009 no one even understood what it was and I remember someone saying oh I like that tarot coaching and now everybody's tarot coaching and you know it's really about tuning into a person allowing myself to get into their energy and the tarot cards are really just a a pictorial of theirs, you know, what's going on within them psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally. So the tarot coaching is a combination really of using all of my assets to really connect you to a deeper sense of you. Is there, um, for the, for the people watching this who are into the tarot, like myself, um, is there a tarot card that you resonate with like more strongly than the others? Like if you were to pull a card to, uh, be you in a spread uh, definitely yeah I'm the high priestess for sure I've even I've got the tattoo actually <laughs> I've got the high priestess tattoo and actually my tarot number um when you do there's if you add your birth date to your birth your birth month to your birth date to your birth year you get a number and then you single digit that down and mine is two and my birthday is the 22nd so I'm always surrounded by that number two and yes I actually am the high priestess and so that's why I got the the tattoo because that energy of the seer and the seeker and the psychic the medium that is totally all me so she is me I am her (laughs) I love that I'm the queen of wands Oh, yes. I love that for you. That's perfect for you. Mm-hmm. I always get the queen of, and when the tarot like reads for me, like when it's like, who am I? I always get either queen of wands or the emperor. And so it's like very, like always 
<laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. The emperor, I could see that energy for you too. For sure. There's that masculine and that feminine balance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the tarot mm-hmm. is so, um, I'm sure that you like see this in your, in your coaching, but the tarot is so precise, like no bullshit. <laughs> and it scares people, you know, because again, the tarot connects to us through our soul. The tarot are not just divination, you know, cards. They really are. Oracle cards were created by, um, by man, you know, by modern man. But the tarot were connected, were created by the ancient Egyptians. And there is some real wisdom in there. And so people who use it for spiritual guidance and not just for profit or for fortune telling, who use it for its spiritual and um, psychological healing purposes, as well as its psychic healing, um, really do have a stronger sense of it. And when you do pull those cards, they're not connected to you, they're connected to the person. You know, I sleep with my, I put them out in the moonlight, I have them in their special places, I wrap them upright, and things like that. I do all of those things because they are energetically connected to my energy. But when I use them as tools, they are to listen to another spirit. And so, yes, they are very precise if you allow them, if you allow them to be your tools for, you know, for, for healing and support and not just for profit and, and, and pleasure. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, again, there's an energy balance between the tarot. How has that relationship with tarot uh, enriched your life, like your wisdom, your personhood? Oh, my gosh. Tarot has been such an inspiration in my life. It's taken me down so many different paths. Um, I, it, it led me into a deeper, um, a deeper awareness of Kabbalah. And I love the Kabbalah and I, I never understood why was I so connected to this Kabbalah when I was even a young teacher, a teenager. I never understood it, but I was like, there's something about this that I love. And then there, I found out through that study that there is an ancient text actually called the Tanya. And that is um, a part of the the Jewish tradition as well. And I found out about that. And then I found out more information about hieroglyphics and the Mayan connection to that ancient Egyptian energy and how all these different ancient um, wisdoms all seem to know the exact same thing at the same time about the pyramids and how they were healing centers and all this different stuff. So it's opened my mind to so many different things. um, but I've been a member of the Theosophical Society. I love studying Madame Blatsky and all of that Theosophical, but I'm a lifelong member of the Christians, which is really also about the esoteric wisdom, which again is full of tarot wisdom and ancient things. So yeah, I'm into all of it. I'm such a librarian and a tarot nerd, <laughs> for sure. So you and I connect so much on... Um, like your Bronze Bruja page. Yes. Um, I would want you to speak a little bit to that and uh, what's happening in that space, like for, for people of color, women of color in specific and reclaiming those uh, traditions. Oh, yes. Um, the Bronze Brujas, you know, it's a passion project of mine, but it's not just a project. I'm, 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 I'm nurturing it now like a little baby egg, and I can tell that it's there for a purpose. And there's been so many times I've even said, I'm closing down this page, but something has told me no. 
don't do that. It's just, you need to be patient and let that, that egg grow. And so what I really want to do is have a place for brujas of color to come together and collectively share all of our sacred, you know, juju magic together. But more than that, also to educate the public. Because now it seems that everyone wants to be a witch and a shaman, but not everyone's using this, you know, connection seriously. And then there's the other side of this about black magic and white magic and the conversation of color identity with energy and healing magic practices. You know, um, it's, I keep finding these pictures of, of old women and slaves and they're always, you know, down in the darkness and they're always these dark skinned women, you know, reading the enlightened faces of these white women, you know, and um, because we've been told, we've been conditioned to believe that that black magic is powerful and it's true and you don't mess with it. Right. And that's not just about black magic, dark magic. That's about the color of the skin because it's always depicted. There's, you know, you know, wearing the head scarf and she's got all this darkness, you know, watching Matt Marie Rouveau. She's doing strange chants and stuff. And then witches, of, you know, Caucasian are just beautiful little gypsies and have white glowing energy around them, you know. And so we need to have these conversations about really you know, collectively talking about what it means to be a bruja, what it means to be a prosperous and passionate and purposeful witch, and not just, you know, I'm doing spells to hex the current president, you know, we've got to use our power to really heal the world. And so I do believe there is a very special essence of uh, bronze bruhas, the earth energy, you know, we are going to be a part of the reclaiming and healing of, the, of Mother Earth. Again, because we know these energies, we come from the Earth. And um, I really want to go a little deeper in that. And I'll be, like I said, nurturing this baby. She's getting juicier and bigger as the day goes. Um, every day I'm putting energy into that. And so that's what I'm doing now, really, in the School of the Witchery, which is um, my my big, big project that I just love so much. So thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Maya. I love that you shared that. I mean, you know this because you're a librarian and you live this work, but you know, the whole, it's exactly what you said. And in literary term, we call it the magic Negro trope, where it's like the magical Negro, you know, is helping some white person get to where they want to be. And they're always using their magic to, and their wisdom and like culture to get the white person further. And it's like, this is a time of personal reclamation, like using that magic and that power for yourself, for your family, for your community. Um, Yeah. I'm all in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of fairy energy connected to that as well. You know, um, and in Ireland, they have elves, but fairies are everywhere. Fairies are in, um, in, in Hindu and in different, they have the jinn and, you know, they call them different things and different, in different elements. But again, mama earth is awake. That's why we're having all these shifts in, you know, the climate and, you know, we haven't felt it yet, but I definitely feel there's going to be some big changes um, coming soon, actually, in our environment and a lot of upset in the environment, earthquakes and, and things like that. So we need to be prepared because, we keep acting like it's supposed to last forever. And Mama Earth is saying, I'm starving. 
you know, I'm starving. I need some support. And so that's why there was just this big illumination and healing going on because we have to, we just, we have to, it's time. We cannot wait any longer. One of the things that I love so much about your work is you're really helping people understand their own intuition, you know, by like you, uh, you know, you do reading and you do like coaching and you'll tell us like, okay, this is what this moon means, or this is what this month is uh, teaching us and uh, really calling us in saying, Hey, like, wake up, like nurture yourself so that you can understand how to nurture the earth, like how to nurture community. Like, um, but it does, it starts with us being like, Oh, my body is, is starving for, for this wisdom. My body is, um, needing this. Like I need to stay hydrated. Like those basic things, like when we're, um, ignoring our needs, like we're so much further from the earth. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're in it, like when you're close to the earth, you're like, you're close to your body and you're like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> we need to yeah. stay in it. <laughs> yeah. And that's why people feel so more, more, relaxed and intuitive on vacation because that's most people go on vacation to be somewhere connected to earth to somewhere connected where do people go to the beach where do people go for hikes where do people go for you know jungle expeditions because we know intuitively to call ourselves back into our bodies is to be amongst mother nature and so intuitively know that but we tune ourselves out because we've been distracted with all this stuff now that we walk by a purple flower and just i'm busy i'm walking there is no way you know the reason that the movie the color purple there's no way you can walk by the color purple and not notice it it was meant to make us stop it is meant to make us stop and say wow how did that nature get that shade of purple where did that come from or that vibrant yellow or whatever it is and so colors are meant to also inspire us you know and so yeah thank you for mentioning that because we do have to get back to mother nature and it that's her colors you know those are her colors <laughs> all, of it, all of it oh yeah and um if there's colors that you're you know this, like if there's colors that you're attracted to, like purple, like that's, you know, crown, crown chakra. So it's like, it's like, that's like, Oh, you know, that's the universe being like, Hey, pay attention. Um, you know, so I love that. Will you speak a little bit to your, um, self-care practice and like if that, or how that includes getting into nature and getting into your body? Oh yeah, self-care is first and foremost. Even even though I'm a newlywed, I I still have to put myself first and and he knows that, you know, because it took me a long time to get here. <laughs> you know, to get to this place and so to get here. And so my my practice really is you know, I'll wake up at five in the morning and that's when I'm reading my horoscope. I'm invoking Isis. I light my incense and my candles. And that's really my quiet time when I'm writing and I'm really tuning into the day. What is it that I need to come into? I'm also big. My shower time is my healing chamber. You know, I use that as my healing chamber and I'm just like, I love myself. I'm, I'm the high priestess, you know, and then I, I love baths. I, in Mexico, it's very rare to have a bathtub. And we just happened to move into this beautiful house that has a big enough tub for both of us. So um, we take baths at least, or I know I take baths at least twice or three times a week because I lived in Europe as well. 
they don't have baths. And so I'm like the bath queen now and because, and I get my crystals and my herbs and I make my special things. But one of my favorite self-care things, and this is a conversation I know you and I had before is yoni. The yoni practice, you know, having my yoni egg and, you know, yoni steaming is also something that we need to talk about. That is an ancient practice. Again, even with the yoni eggs, you know, it is all a part of that whole thing of cleansing the sacred area of the woman. When did it become a marketing thing to, you know, show your, you know, your yoni? You know, now, oh, you're you're a badass if you show the world your yoni. But and at the same time, we're supposed to say it's sacred. It's kind of a you know a contradiction. They want us to feel like by flashing our vaginas that it's empowering, but it's not. It's disempowering because what we're doing is telling the world that we have to show ourselves to prove that that we're powerful. We don't have to show anybody anything, you know, and that's one of the ways that women can really start to reclaim themselves is really identifying with their yoni. If there's trauma and drama in there, heal it, steam it, pray it, yoni it, you know, because as women, that's the other thing about the, the, um, the consciousness and separation between, you know, witches of color and, and other witches is because there is already a sense of guilt. See, we're connected by the by the burnings. We're connected by the, the the witch burnings, but we're separate because, believe it or not, there is still the energy of the rapes of African American women, of women, you know, down the line. My maiden last name is Hamilton. I know somewhere down there in the in the ancestry tree, there has been some rape occurring, and so. Women of color need to heal that. And then women, women, white women have to heal their subconscious guilt around that. Um, this is in the United States. And this is why this coming together and creating this energy of healing our beloved energy as women, as powerful healers, as the mothers, as the nurturers, as the witches that we are, you know, we could heal this planet if we come together, we would just stop fighting about this basic bullshit, you know? And so that's really what it comes down to is healing that subconscious guilt and that subconscious anger and rage from that time period. And women with Indian connections and all these different other places that come, of course, crashing in, in the United States with the then the Salem witch trials and all of that, which was started by a slave who was showing women how to do yoni steaming and they had ecstatic revelations about themselves and about the world. And then everybody thought, what the hell did they just do? Because they just had their yoni steaming and they're like, it was those black women, those black witches did it. Started the whole episode right there. That's how it started. Oh yeah. And I mean, when you're talking about all of the, you know, the, the coming together of that, like reclaiming that power, I think for those of us who are uh, of mixed background, like are, are in that intersectionality, like healing, healing from that place of uh, you're coming to self-love, but when your genetics have, have had such a combative and painful history, when you're learning self-love, you're not just healing yourself, you're healing all the way you know, down the line, like uh, my, my ancestors who were just eradicated, all of that. Thank you for, for speaking to that. 
Yeah, we have to. We have to address those deeper wounds because those are inherited. Those aren't even ones that we have. Just like all women feel the wound of those witch burnings. We all feel that. And so that is where we have to heal that or we will be back to that. That is what they're leaning towards with, you know, taking away birth control and again, trying to control women because they want to control us because they know we're powerful. They know that this yoni is an amazing experience, you know, waiting for the world to understand her true power. I, I mean, the visions that you can have through, um, through, like masturbation through even like intercourse, like that is powerful. Like when you yes. open up to that, um, I've seen the future, you know, like you're okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Cause it is the sacred union. It's the same sacred union with the soul and the self with the spirit and you know, the, the ego identity it's union then with another person. It's aligning those chakras. It is creating something. You know, men can't create, they can only give. Men, uh, we are the vessel, they are the light, you know? And so we carry that light within us. We can create and we can destroy. This is why we're so powerful because we must remember this. We must remember that we can create and destroy and we're not here to destroy. We are here to create and to multiply. That's what we're here for. And not to multiply as in people just having babies, multiply our healing, multiply the generational healing, you know, multiply wisdom, multiply knowledge, multiply, you know, connections, friendships, you know, oneness. All, that's what it's all about. It's getting to that zenith point of oneness. Will you speak a little bit to your practice of how you stay in gratitude when you're feeling more um, on the destructive side than maybe the creative side? Oh yeah, I stop, I pause and I say, okay, what is this here for? Why, why am I avoiding? What is, what is this here to serve me? Why have I you know, moved into this other energy level? I really check myself when I'm doing it. And then I say, okay, is this is something that I really want or is this, you know, is this to heal or harm me? And that's when you check in, is this to heal or harm me? And if it's to heal me, then I allow it. I'll go have the ice cream, I'll have the chocolate cake. If it's to you know, harm me. And then I say, okay, what are you here for? What are you here to serve me? You know? And so I can look at it from another perspective because it's right then that we can go right down. You know, again, it's that awareness. Awareness is where healing is. It's such a gentle and easy question to asking really simply instead of being, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. Just asking, is this to heal or to harm? So simple. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, because we hurt ourselves all day. Think. Yeah. One of the other practices, I have my clients put a rubber band on their wrist. And how many times are you stepping out of your joy? How many times do you judge another person? How many times are you judging yourself? And when you start to see how many times you pop yourself, you're like, wow, I'm really hurting myself. Because that's exactly what it feels like. It's not a mental hurt, it is a physical hurt, and then that turns and multiplies itself into some type of illness or disease and, and, and wrinkles, you know? <laughs> you're, you're such a good example of this because you're like so full of light and so full of radiance. Have you experienced the joy of, a- of physically aging backwards? Yes, absolutely. And I experience it more and more now because of my handsome young husband, but um, I feel it differently in my body because I think 
in my 20s and 30s, you know, again, I was just in that party mode. I was numbing myself out with alcohol and, and sex and drugs and all the things instead of tuning in. And now as I have, you know, aged backwards, my daughter actually calls me Benjamin Button all the time. She's like, mom, she's like, this picture was taken six years ago. You don't even look like you changed. She's like, damn, <laughs> you know, and I have so many friends are like, we took this picture in 2006. You just look a little like you've lost a little weight, but I mean, and so it is, it's about that innocence. It's staying connected. The thing is, Maya, I have always said I never wanted to work a job because I saw my mother hate working for the man. I saw her drink her happiness away. I saw her be miserable in all of her relationships. And I was like, what do I need to do? You know, so I don't have that experience. And I really, I just decided that I'm really going to stay focused on my spiritual path because that is where I'm happiest. That is where I thrive and where I feel good and I don't care what they're saying. And then once I got into who I allowed myself to be and was able to dissolve and resolve the pain within myself and just stop drinking, just it left my spirit now two, almost two years, August 22nd, sober. And it doesn't even feel like I should be saying the word sober because I didn't have a problem with alcohol. I just decided to up level myself. And soon as I said, I surrender, I don't know what I'm doing, God, Holy Spirit, goddesses, I don't know what I'm doing, but can you please help me? Because this might be the struggle of my life. I mean, I drank since I was 14, trying to numb my pain. Yeah. You know? So 30 years of that. And so I finally just said, I'm ready. And it's left me. And then I allowed my innocence to come back. I allowed that 11-year-old girl who wanted to write a book. I allowed her to come out and now I've written two. I allowed her to travel the places that she wanted to travel so the goddess woman could come out. That's how I could sum that up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so, <laughs> so beautiful. Um, and it's undeniable. Like looking at you and experiencing your energy um, like it's so, it's so, it's so juicy. I love talking to you. It's like, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of like getting to hug you in person. Cause I like, know not yet, not yet, not yet. It's coming. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, every time we're around each other, like our energy is like, so up here. So high. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For, sure, for um, sure. I love that. I love that. I love it too. Will you thank tell you. I'm me, so grateful I get to share it with you. Yeah. Will you tell me, um, I know that there are so many surprises along this journey, but what is something that like, as you really stepped into it, and I loved what you said, juicy girl, like as you like, just let that come out, um, that surprised you. How easy it is, how easy it is. It does not have to be hard. I tried so hard to be so spiritual. I tried so hard to be, you know, and I just, I tried so hard. But once I stopped trying, then it just came. It just was so much easier. You know, again, I had been single for 20, 25 years. Oh, gosh, for a long time, <laughs> for 20 years, for a long time. I got married when I was 18. And I had been so focused on my spiritual stuff and taking care of my daughter as a single mom. I was like, you know, when the time comes. And then I was like, when I'm ready, I guess I'm not healed yet. And then I was like, come on, God, please. It's been so long. And it was like, when you're ready. When you are truly ready, you will receive. And when I started just remembering, I was like, you know what? I know that it's getting closer every day. I'm just, I'm staying on my path. I'm doing 
doing what I'm doing. And then it was just out of nowhere. My friend turned into my love in front of my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't even see each other romantically. We had been around each other. And then all of a sudden it was like, the love of my life right before my eyes and so we're just so madly in love now we just can't even if this I've never felt this kind of love before I feel like a little girl and it's really feeding that energy of innocence because we don't know what the fuck we're doing I'm 18 years older than him but this love is amazing you know and I could be scared and thinking oh, what if this and all these things, but I'm too, I'm, I'm so enjoying this love. I don't have time for that bullshit. You know? So it's, it's the ease of it that we allow in our life. It's the ease and just allowing it instead of fighting it. Cause we fight, we don't trust, we fight. Oh yeah. Because like in your, like in your like small human, like ego mind, it's like, Oh wait, does this make sense? It's like, fuck it. I don't want a love story that makes sense. You know, I want adventure and surprise and like the, yes. like the gushy, gushy, yes. ah, like, I love you so much. Like, I just feel, yes. um, I, I get, I mean, when I, uh, look at my fiance it's like I can't wait to wake up like I wake up and I look at him and it's like I can't wait for him to wake up I want him to wake up so I can like spend like even more time more time with him I know I understand he he has a two-hour break every day um from two to four and so we get to see each other even for lunch every day and then twice a week I tell him to go to his mom so I can do things like this and go and visit his mom because he's the baby and then we miss each other like crazy. I'm like, oh my God, I missed you so much. Those four hours I didn't see you today. <laughs> but it's been like this every day since we fell in love. And so I pray every day that it continues, you know, and um, it's just beautiful. And I do, I feel like it is, I tell him he is my fountain of youth because it enlivens me in so many ways because I get to be my fullness and love with myself and then I get to share that with him it's not because of him it's because of me it's because I feel the fullness of my love for myself that I love myself so much that I've been able to create this beautiful home with this beautiful man and have this beautiful experience thank you God please keep me here don't let me fuck this up <laughs> you know so why yeah I don't want to again heal and harm heal and harm I just want to say a quick word to anybody who has like major eye roll, like, oh, that's great for you, Tanya, but like, I'm still in my 25 years of single. Your blessing is waiting for you. It's there. Absolutely. It's a choice. Like, it's a choice it how long it takes for you to get to there. Yes. Like, absolutely, it's a choice. Um, and when you're ready to do that work, just ask. Absolutely. Ask. What I totally I did. I said, teach me about love. Teach me about love. I had no idea. Again, marriage was, and I love being single because again, I, I move around. And then I started telling myself, maybe I could stay in Mexico. And me and my daughter had even talked about it. And I said, there's no guys around here though. We're, we're going to have to go like to Guadalajara. We'll have to make Mexico our home home base and go meet guys around the world and come back home. I mean, we had a plan because my daughter is going to be moving downstairs. And so we had a plan that we're going to live in our house. We're going to be the Melinda's girls and the singles. And I said, teach me about love. And the universe said, oh, there you go. <laughs> so yeah. So now I'm happily, happily married. That's so beautiful. I love that yeah. story because 
um, that's the, you know, like that's your unique love story, but like, that's the love story that happens for everyone when they make that choice. The universe saying, okay, like, are you ready? Like we agreed on this shit before you came into this life. Are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Yeah. Yeah. Our story, I was dating one of his friends, actually. I was dating one of his friends and we never even thought about each other romantically. And then, like I said, it was just one day. It was like, what, what just happened? What just happened? So, and it's been more and more love every single day. And I should tell you, I've got my 10, my 10% warning. So (laughs) I know me and you could talk for hours, my love. Yes. Um, Okay. Final two questions for you. If you could give a piece of wisdom to your younger self, uh, what would you say to her? Stop trying so hard. Stop trying to please people. Stop trying to make everybody else happy. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And don't try so hard. And don't fucking settle. Don't settle. Do not settle. Do not settle. No, do not settle. And what does joy feel like in your body? An orgasm. It feels like that. It feels like a complete surrendered and release and a pleasure and ecstatic and wild and crazy and beautiful and amazing all at the same time. Yeah, like an orgasm. That's what it feels like. Just like my head could probably explode. I'm so happy. (laughs) You know, that's what it feels like. (laughs) 